And so it is time again to look at this week's biggest tech stories. It's Jan with you and also Kane. Welcome to Tech Plus. How's it going, Kane? How was your week? Good, good. We're almost, I mean, uh, everything sure. in November for me is fantastic. Just specials everywhere. <laughs> is Black Friday next Friday? When exactly is it? A lot of the tech stores will actually run promotions throughout November. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in, normally any you know good amount of money that I've made right now, I start running out of pretty quick as you start uh, yeah. seeing all these specials and things you never thought you needed. Have you seen a few nice things to add to your wish list? Yeah, I mean, on Take A Lot, I've seen a few things as, as up to as much as 50% off. I mean, that's... Wow. I've seen even 75% off on one or two items. I haven't been buying because I know that, you know, the last week of, of Black Friday, I mean, the, well, of November, really, mm. is where the most specials happen. So you're still kind of waiting for that next week, Friday. I think it'll be a bit crazy. As yeah. we see, you know, the biggest of big sales. Wasn't it last year when, when Take-A-Lot had this big thing on Black Friday where you can sort of go online and buy stuff online live? They actually had the was live stream, yeah. That was last year. Yeah, they had the live stream where they had different influencers that were presenting different products and you were expected to buy it. And they had one product, I think, every 15 minutes for the whole day for 24 hours. Or something along those lines. I remember that. I wonder if they'll do it again. Yeah, there's no no word of much. them doing it again. So I wonder how successful it was. It didn't have many viewers on on Instagram. I will be honest. I mean, mm. They could have made it, but they should have really focused. Just, you can't play around with social media numbers. Hey, you got to really go all in or not in at all. You know, can't mm. really play around in the kiddie pool. So I think they yeah. didn't really put that much money into advertising. I think they put a lot of money into the presenters and a lot of time into the strategy and a lot of effort into the specials, but I don't think they thought about the most important part, which is eyeballs. So if they didn't yeah. get the eyeballs last year, I doubt we'll see it again this year. But if it was again, I'd probably watch it. I, I, was, I would actually be quite excited for it if it could come out again. Yeah, no, definitely. And what else is, what else is happening? Well, here's something you might not have known. Um, Samsung's boss. Samsung, Samsung. We all know who we're talking about faces possible jail time what so if you didn't know the family that founded samsung and has ruled it for about three generations actually has a long history of convictions and pardons and convictions and pardons and you get the idea so jy lee the current boss and grandson of the founder is facing a possible five-year jail term over accounting fraud after having been granted a presidential pardon for a separate as a separate conviction in 2021 whoopsie he contends that he's done no wrong and uh, a decision is expected within months so these are south korea prosecutors that are seeking jail time for essentially samsung's boss or the grandson of the original father uh, founder of uh, samsung which i think is pretty crazy so that's you know, that's big news. That's big, big fish, you know. Um, not Little League, but you know what is Little League? X. So X is backing one of the smallest stakes legal fights imaginable. So the Financial Times reports that X is representing a university student who got in trouble for claiming on X that an event was open and had free food. The event was actually closed and it was a conference. So ex-owner Elon Musk claimed in August that the company would quote-unquote fund your legal bill for users that they feel were quote-unquote unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on this platform. 
So it seems the company is starting to do so. I mean, Elon Musk literally backing this. Imagine you're like, (laughs) imagine you're just a, 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 a traditional government, you know, and you've got an employee and something went wrong and now you're here you know he's 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 gonna sue you with the with the brute force of x's legal team that's a bit of a it's like oh no not how we wanted to start our monday afternoon (laughs) so that's that's basically what they're busy and it's just weird because it's such a small case to be putting you know those legal teams on but i mean if if Mm. musk said it must do it you know so here we see that coming into fruition so it's going to be interesting to keep a Keep a close eye on that as it progresses. And uh, next, we take a look at uh, X again. We're going to be talking about X for a few for a few minutes now, as there are a few things. It's trying to take on LinkedIn now with some job searching tools. So X, hmm. um, the website started offering a beta version of the tool to X verified users in August 2023, and the feature has now been open to all X users on the web with the rollout to its Android and iOS apps happening quote unquote soon. So my broadband used the tool to search for software engineering jobs in South Africa and got four results, three from the same company. Other job listings were for engineering and management roles not related to software engineering specifically. The listing included a brief description of the companies, the job responsibilities, required qualifications, and a link to apply for the role. Clicking the link would direct users to a third-party site to complete their application. X's expansion into a jobs platform is part of Elon Musk's ambition to turn it into the everything app. So we can see that coming through. Would you search for a job, possibly accept employment, and maybe even look for an employee on X? Hmm... Well, worth a shot, I guess. My thing is, I would, would do you? it on LinkedIn. Yeah, so why wouldn't I do LinkedIn. it on X? Yeah, I would do it on both. I'd be more than happy to do it on both. I mean, if it means between me and getting a job, if I have no job, I'm gonna get a job. If it's through X or LinkedIn or Gumtree or Perseverance, you know, you got to try and make a plan. But it's good to see that there's got to be there's got to be a, a competition around for the professional social media platform. LinkedIn kind of stands on its own podium as the the professional job social platform the place where you can actually see someone's ability to perform um on an employment level or even an ability to lead in like a leadership level so i think linkedin needs some competition if x is going to be that competition that's fantastic linkedin lacks any kind of payment systems involved so it's not like you can get paid for your job every single month through LinkedIn, but that's definitely something I can see X is trying to do. So hopefully one day you might be able to go onto X, look for a job, find a job, apply to a job, get the job and get paid for the job all through X. And that's why I think he's calling it the everything app. Good to see mm-hmm. an initiative there, but I don't think we're, we're seeing the fruits of that that just yet i think it's going to take a long time for them to evolve x into a everything app because we if you're going to build an everything app what do you start with <laughs> a lot of things involved in everything yeah, it's almost like a uh, twitter or x is having a bit of an identity crisis at the moment it's trying to be everything yes it's like what the master of many what what is that saying it's like uh yeah, master of none. Yeah, the what is the it? jack of all trades, master, master of, none. of none. That's the one. Yeah, you're right. You can't do that, man. It's not going to work. Additionally, in the onslaught mm. of updates for X, IBM has pulled advertising 
um, on X. So IBM froze its advertisements after a report indicated they appeared on pro-Nazi content, while Musk also has been in chats on Twitter quite publicly about far-right um, accounts and about race. So based on that, IBM has said that they're pulling out of Twitter for advertising, but also at the same time, it's pretty bad that your ads are put being put next to like pro-Nazi content and stuff. Yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't be a brand that's wedged in between two very controversial things like that, you know. Mm. Regardless of what's right or wrong, you can't you can't allow a business's ads to come up on on those kind of on that type of content. So, based on that, they're pulling out, and they're not going to be the only ones. And there have been other platforms as well that have also pulled out advertising on Twitter, small, um, making their ad network ad me ad revenue smaller and smaller. So they really have some problems that they have to address. That's for sure. And then finally, Twitter's decentralized offshoot, Blue Sky, now has 2 million users. So do you remember Blue Sky? Mm-mm. So Blue Sky was an alternative to X that I believe, if I remember correctly, was actually spearheaded by Jack Dorsey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? As the founder of Twitter. And then he built blue sky which was supposed to be the decentralized social media platform but blue sky had a catch you can't join blue sky neither can i i think the only way you can join blue sky the social media platform is to be invited oh by one of the existing members so they've scaled that model now to two million users and there's still no i was thinking about it i'm like there's no way for me to get access to the social media platform i don't know enough people and I definitely don't know the first two million people on this platform. It's not like my best friend down the road is on it. Mm, true. So what do you do? How do you get onto this platform that is only invite only? I don't know. But that's Blue Sky. What even goes on on Blue Sky? I don't know. Because I can't yeah. get on it. <laughs> but if you get an invite to Blue Sky, don't waste it. Jump on. I would. Would yeah, you? Definitely. If I was like, you're one of only 2 million users I'd on this very, platform. I'd be very honored, yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. So I guess that really works for them. I just wonder, I wish I could see like what their growth rate is. They've been around for quite a while. Like I wonder if they have good months and bad months of sharing. Probably. You know, if they've only increased because it's kind of like a neural network. The more people you introduce to it, if one in every five people share to five people and one in every four share to four and one in every three share to three, then eventually you should have quite a large network, you know, quite a snowball effect. I always think of that saying that's like if you put one person in a room and you increase and you double the number of people in that room every single day, on the first few days, depending on the size of the room, it won't double that much. It won't get that very, very much big. But on the day before that room is full, like you can't fit any more people in, the room is half full. Mm. So it goes from half full to 100% full in one day, you know. So I wonder if that's going to be like the scenario. I wonder if we'll be talking about Blue Sky with 500 million users and then the next day it's got a billion and then the next day, it's, you know. I wonder how that, uh, that scaling is going to go. You never know. You never know. And uh, speaking of, do we have a music break? Yes. Amazing. Cool. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to uh, Tech Plus, discussing this week's biggest tech stories. Now, uh, this week in the news, we had multi-choice, but uh, not really good news. They uh, reported a loss of millions. Millions. SABC and them have something in common at the moment. eh? (laughs) They're losing money at a rapid rate. Yeah, multi-choice, you know, I would really panic if if I had to work at multi-choice. I'd be very worried. You know, it's actually quite, you realize how hectic it is when you see what they're doing now. Um, They've obviously invested a lot in Showmax because Showmax is getting like a, a big relaunch in early next year. So Showmax will have a new logo and everything, like the whole app. Everything's <laughs> going to be upgraded. It's when almost like it's that. It's almost like that's their lifeline. When they start re- la- rebuilding logos, then you know, like, well, this is serious. You know, they're going but big. <laughs> once again, people think a rebrand's going to fix everything. It doesn't really. It's just fresh. It's nice for a day or two, and then people forget about it again. You know. You know, I learned the the, the value of a, of a, of not doing a rebrand. We were working with a company that was raising money as a startup and they had raised you know a few million dollars um at, our, at what i'd call about the halfway point and then they radically decided to do a complete rebrand change name change logo and uh it, everybody who knew about them disappeared you overnight see, because yeah. it just you might miss the day they announced the rebrand and then you looking around for this platform this business that operated and you just don't know what it is where did it go what i told happened? you it was a fly by night <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile it's still there it's just got a different name and everything massively massively exploded changed their name and now everybody who originally was you know yeah but i mean so multi-choice reported a loss of millions this week and um they say that uh, they're blaming uh, one of the factors that they're blaming is load shedding. They're saying people can't watch TV 
or if you know maybe they can afford a DSTV but they don't feel that it's worth the money because of load shedding it's not everybody mm. can watch TV when when the power's out you know your average person mm. I feel like that I feel like you could you I think they're trying to grasp a little bit at straws there because at the end of the day you need only have a power backup to gain access back to DSTV it's not like DSTV shuts down during load shedding like it's non-accessible non-viewable even if you have backup power so, so do, you, do you totally agree with that yeah well you know the next thing is gonna answer that actually. okay but but they lost nearly half a million DSTV subscribers in South Africa in the past year I think most of those would obviously be um, premium members you know yeah. maybe people were just hanging around for the World Cup rugby to watch it and then bam cancel again remember didn't they do that whole like um, BNB thing like price if you, increase if you if you want to stream sports or something where you have a BNB the price went up like 300% yep. or something ridiculous and people were left with their hands tied behind their back because if they didn't accept it then they wouldn't have been able to stream the rugby during the world cup so they had to accept it that would make me cancel my subscription i'll be like i'm out of here when this thing's done but they're showing panic moves now because panic moves yeah i'm seeing <laughs> panic moves here because listen to this i was like no this can't be real they've now embarked on a new concept to also sell solar and battery energy storage. <laughs> they started a whole new business <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am not joking. You thought I was joking there for a while, but I thought it was uh, it was a joke as well. No, it's actually true. The group CEO Calvo Mawela told My Broadband they've uh, partnered with alternative energy importers and installers to uh, test the concept, and they hope it will uh, take off and help the company. So now, instead of just getting a decoder and uh, a subscription you also get a probably like a solar panel or something for your team new advertising get off grid (laughs) includes dstv compact (laughs) (laughs) they're not even gonna they're not even gonna operate as dstv anymore they're gonna be like home power solutions (laughs) and they just give away dstv decoders with that's Isn't it funny? It's, it's like, I mean, this move really, okay, I, I, I get that they're trying to be innovative and whatever, but um, this move just kind of screams help, you know? It does. It's also like, it's like help us, we're sinking. They're going into the market that's killing them because they said, oh, it's yeah. load shedding. So they're like, okay, well, let's just yeah let's just make money off of yeah the, so now they kind the of assassin. that's what they also tried doing with uh, disney plus when they saw disney plus as a big threat uh, a while ago uh, they saw me included disney plus on their decoders you know that was clever. So you can sign in and stuff i think that was clever sort of facing it head on and then working it into your solution to to save yourself but now with the titanic sinking rapidly they sort of grabbing uh, you know every single thing you can do it's almost like you've got a a business you know you sell pies and and people don't buy it now so now you're selling hot dogs as well or or or, or a very odd product that you won't even find at that place you know yeah no it's it's, it's a sinking ship eh? and it's very concerning for them because do you really think showmax alone could save dstv i feel like if showmax and netflix launched at the same time then it's a different story. But I feel like Netflix launched, then Showmax launched, which is like, it's so difficult. People want to buy exclusive content rights. How is someone like like Showmax going to compete with a Netflix bid for exclusive content rights? Yeah. 
And even when they do win that bid, they're gonna de they're gonna hurt their total pool of money available to buy exclusive rights just by acquiring one big one. So I really am wondering what they're gonna do with their strategy to 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 survive this uh, this next five year period. Imagine you had a pie shop. Kane's Pies, now selling tires for your car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most, it's like, I don't, it's like sitting down and being like, you know, I have this pie shop and it's really far out of town and no one's arriving because their tires keep breaking. Yeah. So I'm just going to start selling tires. Yeah. And if you that's buy a tire, what, you get a pie. Exactly. That's more or less what's happening. It's yeah. almost so crazy that it has potential. Yeah. I could see it working. I mean, who are some other really big, well-known solar providers? I would feel if DSTV had a very good subscription or rent to own or solar solution that was running during Black Friday, I would be more inclined to trust DSTV with a solar power system than most businesses because of how well established they are. I feel like they, they have good suppliers. They're not going to be working with tech that's bad. If they can offer that type of model, then I think they could be very successful. I think people would be inclined to trust multi-choice for multiple options in terms of multi, solar. Yeah, multi. Multi-solar choice. choice. <laughs> but uh, we're going to keep an eye on that story and let's see how it, you know, uh, unfolds. Um, um, also, talking about solar, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw in the news, there was this massive, massive hailstorm this week in Gauteng. Uh, Yo, in the this is crazy. Area. I saw... The cars had dents in them. Those hailstones were like the size of golf balls. Eggs. I saw, um, you know, those shade cloths. Shade yeah, yeah. Shades. It collapsed. They collapsed. The, on the cars. The shading that yeah. you would cover your car with. The metal frames. TikTok, yeah. They Hectic, collapsed. Eh? Windows out. There Jeez. was even a mall and a hotel completely shattered. Those... Uh, roofs because they've got those fancy uh, glass skylights I would imagine but anyway so can you imagine the poor insurers I was uh, about to say week? can you imagine the, the absolute bloodbath for the insurance companies right now because you either have it or you don't and yeah. you can't decline people's claims now you can't say oh you left your car outside therefore exactly. it's negligence no excuse me I was driving home <laughs> and funny enough it was the it was rush hour time people driving home oh no bumper so, to bumper yeah, you just everybody caught in in the hailstorm nowhere to go i feel sorry for but obviously i don't know if the premiums will go up now as well they, they will most certainly go up yeah. and can you imagine being in your car in traffic and golf ball size chunks of ice are falling out of the sky you don't have any insurance and you're just stuck I actually saw a video of a lady. She was taking this video and it was bumper to bumper. She couldn't go anywhere. And that sound it made of of that stuff hitting the car, where you can actually hear it falling on the metal. It is just, it's just, it's it's one of the the most painful sounds I've ever heard. You know, you can just hear how it's destroying the car. You just hear money exiting your bank account (laughs) every ting. Yeah, but anyway, so so these uh, um, insurers also said uh, this week, you know, people insure everything, but a lot of people forgot to insure their solar panels uh, because those were also damaged in the hailstorms. Because, you know, it's like a, it's almost like a, fiberglass or whatever a uh, uh, film thing you know those cells very sensitive so they also uh, get shattered in in hailstorms so if you have a solar panel uh, you should seriously consider 
insuring your solar panel as well yeah i've seen some actually some solar panel cleaning businesses i think if you if you clean your panels once a year you get like 25 percent more out of it for the following year mm. that's what i read somewhere very interesting talking about very interesting did you know it's becoming more and more likely that you'll be able to actually use your iphone or um your samsung to unlock your car Right? I can I so can believe it. The term is known as digital keys and they're getting more popular. But now a new working group chaired by Apple is going to figure out how to make sure it is to safety co- to safety solutions. So digital keys could become more popular um, as long as the technology is, is secure, right? So Apple, Samsung, Naomi and some major car companies are sort of forming a consortium um, to manage the standard by which you would use technology to unlock your car because you can because i was thinking about it, i was like you know it sounds really cool to just be able to walk around with your phone get in your car and you drive around but you're actually creating like a mechanism for someone to to have a, an additional opportunity to access your car to steal your car because i think it's arguably harder to go get a pair of car keys that open a car than to load a car opening app onto your phone mm. you know everybody's got a smartphone no one has a silhouette for a pair of car keys you know it's not like you just have a a pair of car keys lying around that you can just quickly program to any car that comes around yeah. but a phone would very much be that type of that type of technology so I'm personally interested to see what this consortium of very big companies ends up coming up with in terms of security standards to create something like that, where your phone could essentially be an access point to your car, and that for somehow, some way, if you lose your phone, you don't lose your car as well. Can you imagine someone pickpockets you and ends up pickpocketing uh, your car? I was going to say now, uh, the scallops are going to love it as well. The car pickpocketers are out. <laughs> you, you lose a phone and you can't drive home. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. It, it sounds like a problem for, for this day and age. It sounds like some problems we would have, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, 2024 problems probably. Not only can your car drive itself home, but when you lose your phone, you can also lose your car as well. Yeah. I wonder if the AI that'll not that'll literally disregard your request and drive your car home, drive your car back to the business for you if you don't pay your bills. I wonder if they would argue someone who doesn't belong in the car who has your phone wonder if there'll be some like AI level biometrics that have to happen. Hopefully. I think it could happen. Speaking of things that could happen, do you remember when SpaceX tried to launch their rocket? Yeah, what happened again? Their Starship. So they launched the Starship, it went into the air, it detected a fuel leak and it self-destructed as a precautionary measure. So there was a lot of money in that. eh? I mean, this is a billion dollar project. Elon Musk's launches Starship and they basically explode the entire rocket. And there was some damage. I think one person's car got damaged from the rocket exploding and obviously some of the debris landing around. But SpaceX is now back at it like a bad habit. They've been cleared for the second Starship and super heavy launch test. So Starship's first flight test ended in flames, but now the FAA has signed off another launch attempt that could take off on, um, on today actually. Ah. We could see it. We could see it as soon as today. Nice. So the t- second test flight for SpaceX's Starship rocket has now been given the all clear by the Federal Aviation Administration. And uh, they're hoping to be able to test this. What actually happened is I think they had about 63 
actions that they could do to better improve their previous test. There were a lot of other issues. Obviously, it's a very large, very heavy rocket. It's literally called a heavy, it's called a super heavy launch test. And when you're trying to launch something of that mass off of the ground, it creates a lot of you know you have to eject mass to create the, the the momentum to lift up so that mass that they're ejecting is fuel it's lit fuel it's gasoline sure. that's been burnt right um it's aviation fuel and rocket fuel and all that kind of stuff which comes out as flames so they have to control those flames somehow right because when the rocket's launching it's right against the earth sure. so where are all the flames going you know opposed to when it's 500 meters in the air and the only thing underneath it mm. is air when it's on the ground, all those flames are hitting the ground. So they have to create smart ways to basically direct those fumes. And in the previous launch test, it the the sheer power of the launch overcame the micro solutions that they put in place to kind of help control some of this fuel and smoke and heat. So they've now come back, that's part of the 63 actions, and they've made a new type of launch strategy that hopefully will negate some of those adverse, you know, rocket launch byproducts. So we're going to see how well that works. But that's true, true engineering at its finest, eh? to see people trying to come up with those kind of solutions. They have a two hour window where they can launch this rocket. And if they miss that two hour window, it's back to the drawing board. So yeah, keep, uh, keep your eyes open. Be sure to take a look and and, and have a look there will definitely be video footage of it mm. we might not get another explosion we might get a successful launch and this is what we're going to be going to mars in so pay <laughs> close attention you know <laughs> this is an important moment this is can we you know can we lift super heavy vehicles off of the off of the earth um very very cool very very exciting speaking of do we have a music break now yes amazing then we come back with uh, more tech plus In the middle of 
We're back with the final stretch of uh, this week's uh, Tech Plus. If you just joined us, hello and welcome. Uh, we are looking at uh, the week's biggest tech stories with myself, Jan, and also Kane. Kane, what's next on your on your list? So we spoke about um, we spoke about DSTV basically going into the solar industry, and now you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> buy one solar panel, get one DSTV decoder free. <laughs> They're not the only company to try that. Sony and Apple have just partnered together and they're, they're giving something away that I didn't ever expect, like a collaborative kind of deal to do. So Sony and Apple are giving PS5 owners six months of Apple Music for free. So if you are a PlayStation 5 owner, you have until November 2024 to claim six months of Apple Music for free. What a promotion! Really what cool. kind of promotion is that? So it's ad-free access to Apple Music streaming services for up to six months. Sure. The offer is available for new and qualified returning Apple Music customers until November fifteenth, twenty twenty-four, and can be activated by simply downloading and signing into the Apple Music app on any PS Five model. After the initial six months is up, users in the US will be charged a amount of about eleven dollars or one hundred and eighty rand um, per month. And the standard price for an individual Apple Music subscription is that amount. So there you go. If you have a PS5 console, which not many people do, you can get six months of Apple Music for free, which is, you know, about 500 and 600 rands worth of, you know, music licensing. That's pretty cool. It is. Definitely Very didn't cool. expect the, that kind of... I've never heard of Apple doing anything with the PS5. I didn't even know they were friends. <laughs> We haven't heard any stories this week of of uh, Android uh, iPhone 15 explosions no. or overheating. It sort of died down now. Do you th- I wonder if maybe that software fix helped. They're being very quiet. I don't know. Eh? I mean, I get nervous because people haven't stopped complaining. Yeah. I think people have just got distracted with more things to complain about. 
Yeah. So they're not complaining about the iPhone, but it definitely had one of the worst launches. I don't know if I'll ever buy an iPhone 15, to be yeah. honest. And, and uh, you know, I, I know a few uh, people upgraded now and, uh, you know, they don't really want to say anything, but I think they're just too proud. They're, no, 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 the phone's fine. Nothing's wrong, you know, but maybe they're like, oops, I made a mistake. They're, holding, they're holding it by two fingers because yeah. anything more will result in third-degree burns. Because, <laughs> you know, iPhone people, they're very proud people, you know, very, like, show-off, you know. I don't think the iPhone 15 has an issue with every device. I feel like it's a handful of devices out of every 100 or 200 that are just completely unusable. Like, I've been, something has gone very wrong with them. And we did speak a little bit about what it could be. You know, they moved their manufacturing over to India. And it's not that India manufactures badly, but when you're all of a sudden tasked with manufacturing millions and millions of top-tier technology in a short period of time and to meet deadlines and 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 all of those stresses you can make mistakes on your manufacturing line you know that uh, that that bleeds out into what we see now which is you know if one in a, if one in every hundred people buy an apple pro- buy an apple product and it's fantastic but one in every hundred of them can't use it properly it's not very good they're going to complain Right? There is going to be 99 people that enjoy it and maybe out of that 10 people will say they enjoyed it and every single person that hates it will say something about how they hate it. So you can just get a lot of, you're going to get a lot more negativity than positivity quite easily when you just look at it at a macro level. Yeah. Because um, it's very frustrating. You know, you buy a new phone, you're not spending a little bit of money, you're spending like 25, 30,000 rand. That's before you've bought charging cables and AirPods and flipping all the other bells and whistles that will come with it and your iPad and your iMac and oh my goodness, you know, all the Apple products that there are and uh, now it's not working. You know, it's just getting really, really hot. You drop it once and it costs you 5,000 Rand to fix it on each side of the phone. I mean, these are not small problems and mm. they're only, they're very big problems to less less high income individuals. Yeah. You know, so I hope that they fix it. I really do. But no, we haven't heard anything from them yet, except for them giving away free iTunes. <laughs> Did you ever have iTunes on your computer? No. Really, eh? No. What was your music app of choice? Yo, that what was housed even, all your music? That was even before uh, Spotify, eh? Yeah. Just my normal library was my choice, my source of music. Really? Yeah. If I didn't have the song, I would actually... Go and find it or whatever. And download it yeah. and put it in your playlist. Yeah. That absolutely. was the best way to do it. And then use Winamp or something. One of those nice MP3 players to, to play it and randomize it maybe as well. Yeah. So in terms of what um, what I, what iPhone could potentially do to come back, it's unclear. But one thing that is quite interesting is now for iPhones, iPads, Macs, and some Apple PCs, you can get a thing called the Windows app, which will basically allow you to um, access certain Windows-related features directly from your iPhone, something that was previously impossible to do. So if you've ever been someone who's... Like most people have a lot of Windows products and then they get an iPhone and they're like, I can't use this anywhere. Um, but not a lot of people have many, many iPhone-related products and they have one Windows product that they want to use. So it's an interesting reason to see you know, why they might have brought something like this out. I think it also might have to do with their anti-monopoly competi- competitive EU lawsuits that were going on as well. But you can download or sideload a Windows-based 
operating system and app on your phone or your iPad or your Mac and basically use Windows on it um, to some degree with some like companion related yeah. services. But you don't often see that, especially not from Apple. I mean, no. that's like really dealing with the enemy in there. Yeah, yeah. Eyes. They don't go together. At no. All. In terms of AI, because you can't escape it, good luck if you can. <laughs> Discord yeah. is shutting down its AI chatbot, um, Clyde. So Discord had a ch- chatbot that was called Clyde that you could invoke in your chat. So you could call him up, you can ask him questions, you could ask him to you know put down a bullet point list you could ask him to take notes you could ask him to do various ai powered assistant stuff and that was all on discord and now they've just announced that they're shutting it down and the sad thing for that is um you know you don't really hear about the the ai apps getting shut down you don't really hear about the bad side of the equation right now so it's very strange to see someone like discord announcing someone something of a very negative fashion you know complete closure of that particular ai feature so i don't exactly know what that means in the greater schemes of things maybe they had concerns about making it profitable you know same as whatsapp like whatsapp makes no money yet facebook still really would like to make some money off of it but it makes that's a gold mine right there hey whatsapp if you can find a way to monetize because i hate the idea like properly i hate the idea of going into a chat where i'm chatting to people and there's ads Imagine. Can you imagine? At the bottom of the chat. Or, or like even, mom, dad, Vodacom's yeah. Black Friday special. I'd be like, no, what has become of my messaging app? You know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be happy I would think there's a virus in, in the phone. <laughs> if I saw those ads popping up. Imagine like every 50 texts or whatever. After your text. You, you know, have to watch a 30 second video. Yeah, or there's just a little, even just a little pop-up bar. And then you scroll past and carry on, eh? No, but imagine, it's so intrusive, eh? I wouldn't be able to survive. No. It would drive me crazy. No, and then obviously they're going to say, no, but if you don't uh, like it, then you got to pay. That's the route they're all going. That's exactly it. you don't it. like it, pay. Like we talked about it last week where YouTube almost got um, in a lot of trouble because the, the software that they use to detect whether you're using an ad blocker and then basically tell you to buy the premium YouTube if you want to continue running ads. Otherwise, your account will be permanently deleted or banned. That technology has actually been deemed as like spyware. It has properties of it that have to do with monitoring what a user is doing beyond just his web browsing experience. And it's crazy because Google releases it and it's basically spyware. It's just tailored as a, you know, anti, anti-ad blocker kind of software solution. But it's, it's, it's spyware. It's literally built to spy on what you're doing. And it kind of shows that a little bit, like people don't expect what spyware is. You know, think, you think spyware is one person on the other end of a phone listening into all your conversations, but it's actually just data collection apps. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of them that aren't even uh, penalized for some of the data that yeah, they collect. Yeah, they're well disguised, eh? Very much so. I mean, Facebook's probably the most well disguised data collection yep. agency on the planet because it so makes true. you think that you're filling up a, a nice little photo, memory kind of portfolio, you know, historical reference. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, Facebook's just like loading up dollar <laughs> signs. Every photo you add, that's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Then, in some other news, um, Google, this is something that I think we're going to see a lot more of. 
Have you ever wondered, like, if if there's a song maker that comes out, an AI song song maker that comes out that can perfectly recreate an artist's song or just create melodies and stuff off the fly, how would you know what's AI and what's not? Extremely different. It's getting harder and harder to distinguish between the two. Even human beings and me and images made from AI, it's so difficult to distinguish yeah. them that there isn't just an online tool that can easily pick it up. But that doesn't mean that there isn't people actively working at things that could make this process a little bit easier. So Google is working on embedding what they call inaudible watermarks right into its AI-generated music. So Synth ID will be used to watermark audio from DeepMind's Lyra model, so it's possible to work out if Google's AI tech has been used in the creation of a track. That is cool. Because we need that in all areas of AI. But you can't hear the watermark. No, you can't hear it. Imagine you're listening to this tune. Google, Google. (laughs) Google AI. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that happening. In the background. Have you ever downloaded one of those cheap tracks that have the watermark? Remember, remember. The music plays and then it's ad. And then the music plays again. Remember those those fake illegal MP3 download sites? And then you, you hear, like, sometimes they've got those tags in the beginning or in the middle of the song, you know? That must have been such a great way to spread viruses back in the day. Freedownloads.org. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. How yeah. could I forget? And then people play it, though. And then that you're like, wild. oh, I know where you get your music. <laughs> that is wild. So here's something you might not have known. If you are one that likes to look at the, st- the sky and monitor where Mars is and, and all that sort of stuff, well, basically say goodbye to Mars for a little bit because the red planet will be hiding behind the sun for the next two weeks. I suppose people uh, believing in astrology will now blame uh, that kind of shift on people's moods, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, I know why he's being so moody today. It's obviously because Mars is gone. And Mars is behind the sun, of course. <laughs> yeah. Why do we think of that? That's why you're so moody today. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some fairness in, in planetary positions in terms of overall mood and also planetary positions in terms of time of birth. I think when you're born, you know, the position of the planets plays a big role. I'll give you an example, like there's things that play a role that you don't really know that might be having a role in a different kind of way. For example, tides. Tides aren't water following the moon. The moon is holding the water, the earth is spinning. So the tide is actually the earth spinning around the water, not the water spinning around the earth. Yeah, that's so wow. That's pretty to mind something to think about, you know. So that's just the earth moving. So you reckon people People could be affected by uh, the planets. I definitely think so. I mean, what but we shouldn't is. blame blame the planets for everything. You know, no. don't use it as an excuse to be a prick. Like, don't start sending Mars <laughs> a strongly worded email about why you know you. Yeah, you're, I think some people just act, uh, you know, like terrible, terribly, just uh, and then they use that as an excuse. Now, I'm not feeling good this week because the planets aren't. You know, <laughs> I think there could there could definitely be some some logic in it. I mean, if you, for example. You know, when a child is born, it's very like it, it, the the brain is is very soft, the skull is very soft, the, and mm. there's a lot of growth happening. There's a lot of growth, and there's a lot of water. And if you could, if that growth can be influenced in any way, shape, or form, based on gravitational forces applied to different zones of the brain, it could have a massive impact on the type of person that you might be. You know, for example, they did a study on violent, um, violent. Um, offenders people that that committed a crime 
in an act of outrage. Mm. So it wasn't premeditated. They didn't plan it out. They they had a hard time dealing with how angry they got and they snapped and they did something bad. They found that 75% of those people or more had a previous injury to their frontal lobe. Wow. So if your frontal lobe can play such a strong part in your decision-making abilities, you know, in your ability to be decisive, to take, to, to calm yourself down, to, to have that pair of eyes on yourself, um, then what other effects can there be based on the way that you grow up? And if you're very easily, you know, if you're very easily influenced in terms of how you develop at a very young age, there could be a very high likelihood that the position of the planets do have some sort of force applied to a very sensitive zone and based on how the force is applied and how your brain grows during that force it dictates some personality traits and that's the only way i can make sense of it that kind of makes sense that makes sense yeah but people shouldn't just what you're saying totally makes sense people shouldn't blame the planets for everything i don't feel like shopping today you know i'm not in a good mood because mars is behind the sun <laughs> <laughs> feel particularly bad today for that reason but uh, mars will dis- mars basically will disappear from the sky over earth on saturday the 18th of november which is today and uh will return after two weeks um visible okay. again bye-bye mars yeah so if you look for it in the night sky i don't think you'd see it no but i'm definitely going to try because oh. it's like all hearsay until i see it with my own eyes you know Do you check I mean? the stars quite often at night yeah very very nice uh, to do so during load shedding when the light pollution is gone and like tonight or last night did you see last night between eight and uh what was it eight and ten yes it's truly it's a, a gift night sky. sometimes the load shedding being able to, to like can you imagine going somewhere to like cape town where there's a lot of light pollution it's just dark 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 yeah you see things you've never seen before you do I can't imagine any other scenario you know yeah unless it's cloudy and the street lights are also off you know that's so everything nice. is off except for your neighbors you know who's yeah. got a solar panel or something now even in Eisner though when everything's off it's kind of on like yeah, yeah, yeah. Around, like I don't actually know. Is it load shedding? There's still a lot. Of, there's a lot of nights, eh? and, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's getting more and more. Which just shows you uh, more and more people going off off grid, eh? More and more lights stay on nowadays compared to say three years ago. Well, speaking of a light going on, right? NASA and Japan had a big light bulb moment where they have basically started building and preparing to launch the world's first wooden satellite okay as soon as 2024 wow. so the magnolia wood lingosat is an attempt to make space junk biodegradable oh, okay. Okay. okay okay biodegradable space junk. oh my goodness i don't know how things biodegrade so well at zero zero atmospheres but NASA and the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, or JAXA, are planning to launch the world's first wooden satellite into space in a bid to make space flight more sustainable. So the Lingosat is a coffee mug-sized satellite made from Mongolia wood and is set to launch into Earth's orbit by summer 2024, according to the space agencies. Wood doesn't burn or rot in the lifeless vacuum of space, but it will incinerate into a fine ash upon re-entry into Earth's atmosphere, making it a surprisingly useful biodegradable material for future satellites. After successfully testing their wood samples aboard the International Space Station earlier this year, the scientists believe the test satellite is fit 
for launch. How cool is that? I was going to say now, isn't it flammable? But now you say it can't burn. No oxygen in space. Okay, exactly. I forgot about that. <laughs> and no rotting because there's no bacteria. But can't we just get biodegradable stuff right on pl- on planet Earth first before we take it to space? I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got it. But you know what that reminds me of? Because in space, there's no bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Earth started first forming... Trees would have grown and fallen over, but there would have been no bacteria to break them down. Yeah. So the the earth would have just been this landscape of unrotted trees that would like fallen over and just holding a whole bunch of carbon because that's what trees do. They capture carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. So when, uh, when you consider how much oxygen there must have been on the earth when the majority of trees were degrading, then you births life to organisms that make use of greater oxygen levels so the big the more oxygen available the, is thought to be this larger the animal so that's why when you look back and you think of dinosaurs they're these huge animals because there could have been an extremely high concentration of oxygen even if yeah. uh, bacteria and like things like fungi and stuff like that were introduced well before the dinosaurs came around it would have taken a long time to biodegrade to degrade all of that wood so it's just crazy to me to think that if you take away the fungi if you take away the bacteria and you just throw an orange or take a banana off the tree and just throw it onto the ground you could come back a hundred thousand years later and it's the same flipping banana (laughs) nothing's changed that's crazy it's crazy and in space wood is going to kind of behave the same way it's not going to rot and it's definitely not going to burn but as soon as it makes its way into Earth's, Earth's atmosphere there's the introduction of oxygen oxygen Plus, the sheer amount of heat is going to create a reaction, which we know as fire, and that's going mm. to completely incinerate the wood. Mm. Very cool. So, what currently happens to space debris? So, space debris, depending on the height of the satellite, will have uh, afterlife. So, if it is low Earth orbit, they'll probably push it back into orbit, so it disintegrates in the in the atmosphere. But if it's very far out, if it's high high altitude orbit, then it will actually push itself out of Earth's orbit and just try and escape Earth's atmosphere, Earth's gravity, and just head on out. And that's something they have to build into satellites. They just float there forever. Well, they will try and exit the the atmosphere. Well, not the atmosphere, the gravitational force. And things in orbit are moving like 30,000 kilometers an hour. You know, they're moving quite fast. So as soon as that thing detaches from being pulled back towards Earth, it's just going every hour 10,000 kilometers (laughs) further away. 10,000, you know, it's a thousand. And it never stops. Yeah. That's mind-blowing. It just goes forever. And here we're worried about paying our bills. (laughs) And all this stuff's happening in space. And it's happening whether you know about it or not, you know. which is the craziest thing Um, and then about this time last year August last year some um, astronomers had noticed there was an extra crater on the earth where it shouldn't I mean on the on the moon where it shouldn't have been so they're obviously looking at the moon they said well that that crater Mm. is not supposed to be there and it was actually like a crater on top of another crater so slightly adjacent to a crater was another crater and they were like what is this crater where did it come from? You know, I would be quite surprised if I was an astronomer and there's a new dot on the, on the moon. That's quite significant. Yeah, you know? yeah. What actually happened was there was a Chinese um, rocket that crashed into the moon. So they've <laughs> concluded that mystery now. And it was some random rocket. That so it's not the, the man moon. in the moon making alterations and adding no, a window. <laughs> no one's building the next, you know, the next Starbucks on the moon just yet. 
Yo. And that brings us to the end. A mind-blowing end yeah, for, for this week's show. Kane, thank you as always so much. And uh, I hope you're going to have a, a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all of our listeners for listening in. We'll see you next week, same time. Same place. Cheers. Bye-bye. Just like my favorite song going round round my head Like my favorite song going round round my head Five days on the freeway riding shotgun with you Two hearts in the fast lane we had big dreams in blue Playing sweet child of mine And I still feel that line Where are you now? Where are you now? Hey, it's been too long Too long ago my love Where Turn around Where are you now? Where are you now? Hey, it's been too long You're just like my favorite song Going round, round my head Like my favorite song Going round, round my head You're just like my favorite song Going round, round my head Like my favorite song Going round, round my head Round and round my head You're just like my favorite song Going round and round